Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023. Joe Biden's brain breaks at the White House as he forgets how many grandchildren he has. What a scumbag. House Oversight says Hunter's legal team is testing the limits with witness intimidation and Representative James Comer, the big man, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. What a week. What a hell of a week, man. Uh, with Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News, with the massive earthquakes and the shakeups, and with the stock market in perpetual collapse, banks' failures, this is not the time to be risky with your cash. Maybe this is the time to consider a sound investment. Not just sound in our country, but sound throughout time. There's a reason why they brought Christ gold. That's one of the gifts they gave Christ way back in the earliest days of humanity. Gold had value and gold still has value and a lot of value against a collapsing dollar. Consider, my friends, at Allegiance Gold, who can help you protect your IRA, your 401k with physical gold and silver. They can get you physical gold and silver shipped right to your house, and you can get $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. You can give them a call, 844-790-9191. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with your money. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Go gold, baby. And do it now. Gold, by the way, is skyrocketing. Very glad that I invested. Okay, so speaking of investments in very, very good and very, very bad things. So the people who invested in the Joe Biden crime family, I think they're going to get theirs. We're going to speak with James Comer here, ladies and gentlemen, momentarily. Uh, James Comer is, of course, the biggest gun when it comes to the investigation of Joe Biden. You see him all across corporate media. You see him all across cable news. You see him inside of the House hearings. He's in charge of the oversight committee. And oversight, it's important to define this, oversight is the role of Congress. The purpose of Congress is to watch over the rest of the government, but exclusively the executive branch. That's why Congress is number one in the Constitution as it pertains to articles. And the executive branch is number two. Now, we have this perverse system that has been totally undone because of America's, uh, I think, obsession with uh, celebrity and obsession with like having a, a kingly figure as president. Uh, we have actually flipped those and we've put in we've put so much power into the executive when the power was supposed to be distilled and distributed throughout the judiciary, throughout the Congress for direct representatives. You were supposed to have distilled and separate powers. And so oversight, the chairman of the oversight committee, is arguably the most powerful constitutional representative that we have. James Comer joining us shortly. But what has James Comer uncovered? In James Comer's drive towards finding out what the Biden criminality is, where it comes from, and who is part of it, he has driven a number of people to bravery, truth, and to stand up to what you could, I mean, I guess on paper, argue is the most powerful political family in America, the Bidens, who are, of course, just meat puppets uh, to the real powers in America, which are the Obama family. The Obama family and the power structures of the super state inside of America and the permanent state inside of America are the ones who actually hold the firm grip on the wooden stick that is right up Joe Biden's backside. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we begin with the slew of whistleblowers who have come out against the Biden crime family. 
including somebody who is possibly closest to Biden uh, as it pertains to their function inside of the executive. You don't get closer than the guy who's the stenographer for Joe Biden. The stenographer is the guy who follows Joe Biden around and writes down everything that he says. This man has now turned himself into a whistleblower. His name is Mike McCormick. And he shattered the globe. He shattered the political world last week when he went on Fox News and said, yo, I have all the receipts about the Bidens, their criminality. And when they put me on the stand, mark my words, Joe Biden will be going to jail. Watch. I went to the FBI and filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. You fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. Joe Biden is a criminal. That's the bottom line. I don't care if he goes to Timbuktu or Ireland or anywhere. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with special prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment, probably lead to his impeachment first. You're, so you're saying that Joe Biden wasn't going to Ukraine to fight corruption. Joe Biden was going to Ukraine to help the natural gas industry. At the time, he knew that his son was on the board of the biggest natural gas business conglomerate in Ukraine. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, he ends up saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so what do we have here? We have one whistleblower saying that what happened was Joe Biden placed his son on a natural gas board inside of a natural gas industry in Ukraine, and then he went and forced the American taxpayers to start to pay for the development of that industry in Ukraine. Now, you can see there that that would become a very clear and obvious usage of Joe Biden's power in order to enrich his own family. And then the vessel for the money going back into the Biden family goes straight through Hunter, straight into the Biden bank accounts. Now, it would be helpful if the person who ran those bank accounts and set up that business had come forward and talked about the criminality. And luckily, we have that in the business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who's come forward saying this is exactly what happened. Watch. I didn't generate that email. James Gilliard generated that email. And in that email, James Gilliard goes through intimate detail of what each individual's requests were from a compensation perspective and how the equity in the enterprise would be divvied up. Very important. May 13th, that email was generated by somebody else to me. In that email, there's a statement where they go through the equity. Jim Biden's referenced as you know, 10% doesn't say Biden, it says Jim. And then it has 10% for the big guy held by H. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. Um, it's That's crystal clear to me because I lived it. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. And I had been meeting and talking with Hunter Biden and, and uh, Jim Biden and Rob Walker and James Gilly. So somebody who hasn't been on camera is a man named Eric Schwerin, who set up this entire business alliance with Tony Bobolinsky. This man has now flipped and is cooperating with James Comer. So you are starting to stack up the bodies of individuals who are beginning to say, you know what? The Biden family is 
Again, a crime family that used their power and influence inside of the federal government and the taxpayer dole in order to make themselves rich. That is the crime. And that is what needs to be exposed here. Now, James Comer is going to come on again momentarily and tell us exactly where that investigation is heading. But it does look like a couple of whistleblowers are getting Epsteined. It looks like a couple of whistleblowers are getting the old call from Hillary Clinton. We have a very interesting story here about a whistleblower who's gone missing. I'd like to be able to play you all of our all of the information about our whistleblowers, but unfortunately I cannot. There's a whistleblower that has vanished that was supposed to come out against the Biden family. This man is named Gail Luft. Gail Luft tweeted on February 18th, I've been arrested in Cyprus on politically motivated extradition requests by the United States. The U.S. claiming I'm an arms dealer be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, Hunter Biden. Shall I name names? Oh, my goodness. This guy is going to find himself in the exact same cell as Jeffrey Epstein. Goodness gracious. Why is this guy gone missing? Well, let's uh, let's try and understand who Gail Luft is here for a second. Gail Luft is a man with connections to Israel, uh, connections to Israeli intelligence. Uh, this is a man who the FBI reportedly uh, has been trying to get in contact with. And he is an Israeli professor who independently approached the FBI back in 2019 as a whistleblower with claims of nefarious dealings by the Bidens. The FBI never followed up with Luft on the claims, apparently that run parallel or even corroborate uh, the content of Hunter Biden's laptop. But the Southern District of New York issued an arrest warrant for him four years later. What the hell is that about? On his way back to his home in Israel, Luft was arrested in Cyprus at the airport And then he was charged with arms trafficking. Hmm. Interesting. He sent that tweet saying, shall I name names? He posted bail in Cyprus, 400,000 euros, pretty hefty. And now he's disappeared. His whereabouts are completely unknown. What happened to Gail Luft? We don't know. He's been silent on social media. Looking at his uh, Twitter account right now. Uh, This guy calls himself a whistleblower, and then tweeted a Tucker Carlson clip, March 26th, got himself out of, uh, got himself out of prison in Cyprus, tweeted a Hunter, uh, a Tucker Carlson clip on Hunter Biden's uh, new emails discoveries, and then disappears. So this is now the, this is now the third or fourth whistleblower coming out against the Bidens. And these guys are starting to disappear. What the hell is going on here? We had John Paul Mac Isaacs, the laptop repair shop owner on our program recently. And John Paul Mac Isaacs says that he's had to be essentially in protective custody. He's had to hire private security because he fears for his life. For what he's done to the super state, represented, of course, by the meat puppet of the Bidens. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a dangerous, dangerous world to come out against the people who are truly in charge of this country. 
The Chinese know it. We know it. The superstructure that actually controls this nation that is represented by the Bidens. And that is why we bring to light now another whistleblower, an IRS whistleblower saying that the super state, that same super state, the permanent state, the government above our government, unelected outside of the bounds of democracy, that that government is now engaged actively in covering up the Biden crimes. An IRS whistleblower from the criminal division has come forward saying they have proof. And here it is. If he stayed quiet and said nothing. So he's coming forward, but he knows that he's going to be attacked. And, you know, really, attacks like this are kind of what he was worried about. Uh, But he wants to come forward, tell the truth. He's instructed us to reach out to both Democrats and Republicans on the Hill and let those statements that if they want to hear him and have him come in to the Hill and talk to him, let those statements rest where they are. I mean, you see that as fairly threatening, that that. You know, I don't think it helps. uh, You know, I don't think it helps whistleblowers as a whole. I mean, uh, there there is a strong contingent on the Hill that believes in the whistleblower programs uh, to have to shine a light on government agencies and programs and to enable people to come forward without getting threatened. So now the Bidens are threatening the whistleblowers. Now, James Comer is saying that they are testing their limits with witness intimidation. James Comer was out yesterday saying that Team Biden is getting very, very close to the line with witness intimidation probes going on to conclude that now the Bidens are actively using the government in order to try and silence individuals who are blowing the whistle on their crimes. Witness intimidation from James Comer. Watch. Meanwhile, James Comer says he's going to be releasing an interim report next month, going to tell us a lot of things he found in the bank record and from witnesses. But he really expressed concern today about witness intimidation. He said the team, Team Biden is getting very close to the line, attesting the line of witness intimidation. They're trying to make people afraid to cooperate. They've got people, like he said, scared to death. But that's not stopping the investigation. A lot of focus on the bank records. They're seeing a distribution of money. Those two investigations are going to collide at some point. We're going to see what James Comer knew and how much the Justice Department may have knew and didn't pursue for many years. I think these two things are going to collide at at the right moment, Sean. So they have a lot to be scared of. We have an article here from Breitbart saying that their money manager, the person who was in charge of where all the funds went, is now cooperating with the GOP. Biden family key partner now cooperating with GOP investigation. This man's name is Eric Schwerin. He has flipped And is now giving documents and sworn testimony to the GOP investigators. Hunter Biden's top financial lieutenant, Eric Schwerin, is expected to soon provide documents to House Oversight Committee's investigation on the Biden crime family for nine violations, including money laundering and wire fraud. So I want to make sure that everyone knows that there are two, two converging investigations here. One that we just discussed with the IRS whistleblower is happening inside of the state of Delaware. This is happening under the purview of a federal prosecutor in Delaware. Last name Weiss, first name David. This investigation is into Hunter Biden's tax crimes, into Hunter Biden's gun crimes. 
into Hunter Biden's financial crimes. There is a secondary investigation that is going on inside of Congress because Congress has the power of the subpoena and the power to do full investigations and to take under oath testimony. That is a totally and completely separate investigation. The IRS whistleblower says that the first investigation that is currently ongoing is being held up by Merrick Garland and political appointees inside of the Biden regime. The secondary investigation is currently ongoing, and they just got a huge, huge bombshell revelation when the Treasury Department opened up the suspicious activity reports of the Bidens for members of Congress to come and see. And we've been talking to those members of Congress and interviewing them about it. Chuck Grassley, who is the best at oversight over in the Senate, he is the king of oversight over in the Senate, says that the FBI has been openly hiding evidence of the Biden crimes for years. Watch. Whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI have within its possession very significant, very impactful, and very voluminous evidence with respect to the potential criminal conduct by members of the Biden family. Based on protected whistleblower allegations, I know the FBI falsely labeled that evidence as Russian disinformation to bury it. To date, the Biden Justice Department and the FBI haven't challenged the accuracy of these allegations. They At some point, you start to really take a step back and recognize what's at play here. Suddenly, if you begin to start looking at the systems inside of this nation that operate this country, you start to realize why guys like Tucker Carlson was fired this week. You start to recognize that a uniparty that is dead set on maintaining power, maintaining the status quo, and then utilizing, of course, the good faith and credit of the American taxpayer, this nation, stripping this nation of all that it's worth, strip mining this country of all that's worth in order to get themselves rich, that that is a wonderful system for people who live off the Potomac. That that is a wonderful system that has worked for generations. That system will eventually come to a collapse, but maybe not today. And they can continue to get rich. I include, of course, Mitch McConnell in all of this. It's worth pointing to our side. It's worth pointing to anyone who's part of this corrupt oligarchy that actually runs this country. Taxation without representation was the cause for the Revolutionary War in the first place. And now what you are seeing, again, it all wraps up together in the reporting of Tucker Carlson's firing is that he was just asking too many questions. The war in Ukraine? The collapsing dollar? Rising China? Who's getting rich off all of it? Why nobody seems to care when the amount of evidence just stacks up to the ceiling? Donald Trump discards his toothpick and he gets investigated and indicted. Yet the Bidens can openly meddle and rig with false reports elections. And this guy becomes secretary of state, Anthony Blinken. They know it's fake. They have the evidence. They don't do anything. At what point do you understand that this is a, like a it's like a fifth column? Running the country. That the rules don't apply. And that that's truly what you're up against. 
and that that actually ends up becoming a spiritual battle. And it's a tough one because when you have the collusion of those who control so much power against you and against truth itself, well, they can really like warp reality. The iron law of modern day politics is that they will accuse you of the sins and the crimes of which they are guilty of. So they accused Donald Trump of meddling in an election with the Russians in order to get office in 2016. That was a damned lie. They themselves, however, are guilty of using the Russians as a red herring to meddle in an election. And they did so with the help of the CIA. Yeah, more interviews going on. Listen, I think there was something really important I reported a couple of days ago people are picking up on. Tony Blinken not only had that phone call with Mike Morrell that instigated the letter, he later, he later sends the article that injects the Russian disinformation concept into the letter. It wasn't in the letter originally. Then Tony Blinken sends this USA Today article. He CCs in a rapid response director from the Biden campaign. So Blinken wasn't just the inspiration. He sends some of the material that ends up in that letter. They're waiting for his answers. Uh, Congressman Jordan, Chairman Jordan, waiting for Anthony Blinken to answer questions. Yeah. Keep waiting. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh, crisis moment. It's a crisis moment. And I'm, lo I'm looking at what's happening right now as it pertains to Fox, as it pertains to media that would be truth tellers asking real questions about these real power structures, not the little infighting, not the drama. Everyone gets caught up in the drama, the little pointless arguments that really don't matter for the future of this country. And you become uh, you become almost run down because in the face of so much open and egregious criminality, uh, you have to ask yourself where and when will there actually be any accountability for all of this? You got the IRS saying that they're going to protect this whistleblower. We'll see. This whistleblower is coming through, putting a ton of pressure on the regime, saying that they are hiding and stopping the prosecution of Hunter Biden for crimes that we have detailed here ad nauseum. We'll see if that protection remains. We discussed previously, we uh, set up an online whistleblower portal for IRS personnel wishing to share information with the committee. I continue to urge you to let your employees know about the portal. I believe it will encourage agency personnel who witness wrongdoing to come forward. And just this last week, we, were, we received outreach from an IRS whistleblower requesting the committee look into concerns uh, the individual has about allegations of misconduct. So can you commit that there will be no retaliation against that whistleblower? Mr. Chairman, while I can't comment on a specific case, I can say without any hesitation, there will be no retaliation for anyone making a uh, an allegation or a call to a whistle whistleblower hotline. OK, so this is not getting the coverage that it deserves. If there were a Republican in office, the IRS whistleblower saying that this Republican is protecting his criminal deadbeat son in order to stop an investigation from reaching his doorstep. This would be the number one story in the world. Now, we believe that we are now the media. So it's time for conservatives to suck it up, buttercup, stop complaining that the media doesn't cover these things and recognize that we have the power to cover them.
And thankfully, united with the actual fighters in Congress, we have the power to actually tell the truth. And as long as, as Tucker Carlson, to paraphrase Tucker from this week, as long as you can hear my voice, as long as you can hear us speak truth, well, then there is hope. Ladies and gentlemen, we are given hope by uh, a specific member of Congress, the Bulldog, we'll nickname him, Chairman James Comer, who joins the program now. Congressman, do you mind the nickname, the Bulldog? We see on TV, we see in the committee hearings, he's a Bulldog. He's I get a bulldog. everything. I've been called everything. You you do whatever you want. Usually it's a corn fed or redneck <laughs> or something like that. All right. Well, all of those compliments. Uh, I'm a I'm <laughs> yeah, a dog guy, man. So when you got when you got a when you get a bone, when a bulldog gets hold of a bone, man, it doesn't let go. And it seems like you've got uh, your teeth sunk in to this IRS whistleblower. We want more information. This man is doing everything correctly. Right. via uh, the way that a whistleblower should function. Uh, can you tell us how will this person be uh, treated? Do you know this person? Have you deposed them? What, what's what's next in this series? Because the story sort of like popped up and then we didn't hear anything uh, uh, afterward. Yeah, I think next what you're going to see is a transcribed interview or a deposition, whichever uh, way we have to go there. Either way, uh, what will happen is uh, the majority, which will be the Republican Party, will, will uh, our members of the committee, whichever committee is in charge of it, whether uh, it's Ways and Means or Judiciary or Oversight, it could be any of those three committees. Uh, they'll ask questions for an hour and then the Democrats get to ask questions for an hour. Uh, and then if it goes into a second hour, the same thing, the 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 or a third hour, rather, the Republicans will ask questions, the Democrats will ask questions. So we obviously want to know what the whistleblower knows uh the the wrongdoing and uh then we'll take it and and do with it what we may but i think we all see the reality here that this investigation of the president's son has been going on for a long time and because of the good work that our committee's doing on the house oversight committee people are seeing just how complex this scheme was not just to influence pedal and take money from our adversaries around the world, but also to try to mislead the IRS and not pay taxes on it. So when Joe Biden talks about wanting to go after tax sheets, I mean, if he's real serious about that, then he can look next door in the White House to the room around the hall and look at his son, because it's it's obvious his son hasn't paid taxes. And this thing continues to grow and expand. And it's not just about the president's son. We've proven that in the last few weeks. It's about the entire Biden family. Not only is it wrong what they're doing, taking money from our adversaries around the world, it appears that they weren't even paying taxes on that money. My God. And then every single day, there's a, a new muling by Joe Biden about gun crimes and about gun criminals. Yet he is here harboring a gun criminal. I mean, that that seems like more to me as a gun owner. And I know you're from the great state of Kentucky, a lot of fine Second Amendment lovers in the state of Kentucky. Of course, I I assume you count yourself among them. Absolutely. Uh, uh, this seems like the, possibly the most cut and dry crime that is publicly available uh, to to see and understand and investigate. Uh, this is Hunter Biden lying on his federal NICS form. That's 15 years in prison. Yeah, I mean, just think what they would do to Donald Trump or one of his children if they lied on a form. But, you know, honestly, 
if I had to rank the top five or six crimes you could charge Hunter Biden with, that wouldn't be close. It wouldn't even be on the honorable mention list. I mean, you, you're talking about money laundering. You're talking about uh, being an unregistered foreign agent. You're talking about tax evasion. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of the, the federal crimes that he's committed. And these are serious crimes. Any other American, any other American whose last name's not Biden would have already been not just indicted, but probably in the in the penitentiary by now. Yes. So you were able to actually get into the penitentiary, the, the, the locked building called the Treasury Department that has been keeping these records from you. You finally broke in. Right. Uh, you you ne- literally needed a crowbar. Uh, and you got to see the documents. Now, we watched your uh, videos sort of on the street right after leaving the Treasury Department. Can you tell us what you saw? Yeah. Well, we went in there knowing that the the president's son and his brother had committed, uh, you know, at least 150 suspicious activity uh, violations. Uh, they had those uh, SARS filed against them. Those are bank violations. We knew there were four or five bank accounts. We knew that there were a half dozen LLCs that they were using to launder or disguise or uh, avoid from paying taxes, however you want to call the purpose of those LLCs. We knew those LLCs were in conjunction with the wire transfers. We came out of there three weeks later after pouring over the thousands of pages of documents, realizing that there are many more LLCs, there are many more bank accounts, and there are many more Bidens involved in the influence peddling scheme than what we thought. So it's not just about the president's son and his brother. It's the whole darn family. And it's not just about a handful of banks. There are many banks. And we're finding more LLCs almost on a daily basis, which shows the complexity of the potential crimes that the entire family has committed with the IRS. So I'm hopeful that the IRS whistleblower doesn't just say that the DOJ told the whistleblower and the and the IRS to stand down. I'm hoping that the whistleblower will come out and say, and look, uh, let me tell you how many uh, uh, tax evasion claims we have against this family. Mm. I mean, they've been getting millions and millions of dollars from from our adversaries around the world. And it wasn't for business investment. It wasn't for seed capital. It was money that directly went into the Biden family members' pockets. Now, the way these LLCs were created, and and with my experience in business and in banking and and and, and with, with LLCs, I wonder were they paying any taxes at all? Because an LLC is a pass through, and it looks to me like from what bank records we've gotten thus far from these LLCs that the LLC's sole purpose was to accept that wire, get some of that as a draw or dividend, whatever you want to call it, and then keep the rest in there and use that to, to spend for basic living expenses. So were they writing that off as, as you know business expenses when there was no business here? Yes. It appears to me that the business was taking money from our adversaries around the world. That's not a legitimate business by IRS definition. So can you please, with your background in banking and in business, explain why you would have so many Bidens on the dole here? Well, you can get a suspicious activity report for a violation, getting a a strange, excessive wire from an adversary uh, around the world. But then the, the suspicious activity report can have many subjects on it. It could have between two and and a dozen subjects. And a subject is someone that uh, then turns around and, and, and receives money 
from that suspicious wire, that suspicious transaction. So if if a wire from China, from the Chinese Communist Party, from something the bank knows is a state-owned entity, which that means it's the Chinese Communist Party. If they send a wire to an LLC that was just created, that's never really had much activity, then all of a sudden they get a $3 million wire from the Chinese Communist Party. And then the next day, because you have to keep funds in there for at least 24 hours. So then 24 hours and one second later, they wire three or four uh, bank wires to other people. Those people that receive those wires are going to be subject to the suspicious activity report. So what you have are family members that were then uh, receiving the spoils from the uh, suspicious wire from the Chinese Communist Party. So, so they're all listed then in the Treasury Department. So, you know, we had no idea that this went beyond the president's son and his brother. But I can tell you that we have identified nine Biden family members, nine that were subject to these suspicious activity report. Yeah, I mean, Biden is probably going to have to at some point acknowledge his uh, illegitimate grandchild in, in, in Arkansas just to find another vector to funnel money into. I know he doesn't want to, uh, but Biden actually does have seven grandchildren, not six. Fact check. Uh, so what are we looking at here as it pertains to the video that went ultra viral? by Marjorie Taylor Greene when she alleged that what she found inside of these documents was uh, evidence of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Can you can you unpack that uh, for us? Yeah. So that particular suspicious activity report was already in the public. So we're, we're not supposed to talk about specific SARS, but that specific SAR was already out in the public that that had been listed on uh, I think John Solomon had it on his website so that that thing's already been out there and you know what that what that violation shows is uh, and I think it was an actual violation on the escort service there was an escort service in Florida uh, that was under suspicion from the bank for being an escort service which is illegal prostitution's illegal in in Florida and they had uh, the, they had their uh, employees, I guess you could call it, that were foreign nationals here. They were here illegally from, from Russia and Ukraine, I believe. And they were under suspicion from the bank of being an illegal company that was involved in an escort service. And they were under suspicion of being uh, of human trafficking because two of their main people that were working for them weren't here legally. So they don't know if they were human trafficked or not. They just suspected that. And one of the subjects was, was obviously uh, anyone that was doing business with the, with the escort service. So, you know, the, the president's son had the misfortune yeah. of being uh, one of the subjects. So, you know, the, you, you could also look at evidence in the, in the laptop that would suggest that, you know, he, perhaps the president's son knew, that uh, you know this wasn't uh, the uh, the most uh, credible escort service in Florida. Which remember, any escort service in Florida is illegal because it, it's it's Ill so that's another thing the the Department of Justice could indict him on. Uh, but but at the end of the day, there was a suspicion out there that you know these these women weren't here legally, and there was a fear that they could be human trafficking. So so. The, the laptop would suggest 
in some of the messages that the president's son may have known this, which makes it even worse. So that's what was of the most concern to, to Marjorie, and that's why she she brought it out. But let me be very clear: what what I'm investigating are the bank records. Again, we're investigating the president of the United States, yes, and we're trying to trace all the money that came into the the president and or his family, and then we're trying to figure out why they got all this this money, this millions and millions yes. of dollars, to determine whether or not this president's compromised. So, so I, you know, that's what she talked about. That that was factual. What she talked about the the core of this investigation and i said this back in the in december when we announced the investigation we're following the money and we're investigating joe Biden. yes yes and i have a final follow-up on that based on conversation and based on what you've uh said to the press uh before uh a couple of weeks ago you talked about district attorneys that are calling you saying hey wait a second can we can now bring charges we can now investigate people who are running for office you said this after Trump, of course, was arrested in Manhattan uh, as the Republican frontrunner. And you said, hey, district attorneys are ringing my phone mm -hmm. and saying, wait a second. Do, uh, could we bring charges against yep. Biden's potentially? Now, you brought up Florida. The Bidens have a long history of dirty business dealings in Florida, both of Joe Biden's brothers, for instance, and defrauding and Ponzi schemes and grift and graft here with medical companies and so forth. The Bidens even have a, had a home here. I believe they've sold it. So uh, would you recommend a district attorney uh, to potentially look into uh, Biden's dealings here in Florida or or anywhere that the Bidens have stepped foot? I'm really confident that we're going to be able to get all the information. That was one of the things the media taunted me on when he announced in, when I announced the investigation this week. You'll never get in Treasury and get those bank violations. You'll never get their bank records. Well, we're doing that and we'll probably get more in next week. So we're getting the information in that no one thought we could do. We're running a, a very credible, very transparent investigation of the president of the United States. And that's why everyone's complying with the subpoenas that I've issued, which never happens in, in Congress. You look at the January 6th committee, you look at Benghazi, you, you look at every big major investigation and uh, they don't have a very good batting average with subpoenas being complied with. We've had 100 percent of our subpoenas have been have been complied with. We're getting all the information in we want. We're doing it the right way. Uh, you know, the reason county attorneys and Commonwealth attorneys are calling me is because the Bidens have so many lawsuits in so many states. The president's brother, who never gets mentioned because it's always about the president's son, the president's brother's got lawsuits in at least three different states. Wow. Uh, people suing him for for fraud, for, you know, all sorts of uh, potential crimes. And, uh, you know, he's got one in Kentucky. He's got one in Tennessee. Uh, I believe he's got one in Delaware, one in New York. I mean, you, you've got lawsuits in just, you know, in, in probably a dozen states that involve certain Biden family members for, for bad things. I mean, it's unprecedented. And what I've told anyone that said, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, I, I don't really think that's the role, just like I don't think it is with Bragg for a local prosecutor. We've got a crime crisis in America, thanks to Joe Biden's uh, uh, policy and criminal justice reform efforts, thanks to soft on crime prosecutors. I tell them just hang tight because we're getting this information out. And, and I really believe that we're going to be able to expose this family because, uh, you know, we've got a lot of elements of public corruption here. 
with the Biden family. We're getting the information out and I'm trying to be as transparent with it as quick as I can. Remember, I haven't even had subpoena power for 100 days. We've only been doing this for about 90 days uh, with subpoena power. And I think the information that we've gotten thus far, identify nine family members, seven of whom nobody knew ever were involved in this. We've identified all these LLCs that nobody knew about. We've identified all these new banks. We've got whistleblowers coming forward. Whistleblowers won't come forward against the current president of the United States unless they have confidence that this is a credible investigation. So yes. what you've seen is one of what I think will be many whistleblowers that are come forward in the in the next few months and expose the wrongdoing of our federal government and expose this massive cover up. God bless you, Congressman. And 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 Godspeed. This is why we call him the bulldog. This is why we call him the bulldog. James Comer is actually delivering. And it is such a breath of fresh air. So my entire life has been spent with bluster and piss and vinegar from Congress and no action. And we thank you, sir. Well, we're not going to let up. I think we're, we're getting the information in that no one thought we would get in because honestly, congressional investigations are always all hat and no cattle. But, uh, you know, there's there's so much evidence. I, I tell people this investigation is like tracking a bleeding bear through a snowstorm. I mean, they've left evidence <laughs> everywhere. You know, this is like the Biden organized crime family. But because it's a Biden, it's disorganized. Right. So we're just trying to put the pieces together and we're going to. Uh, give the American people the facts and the truth about the extent of this influence peddling operation. Yeah. This is not the Colleone family. <laughs> the, 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 there's no sophistication. Uh, right. to this. this is not Marlon Brando in charge. Yeah. I try. Well, th this is more like Fredo. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you very much, Congressman. Again, Godspeed, the bulldog in honor. Right. Thank you. Uh, Joe Biden was yesterday uh, inside of the White House. He was talking to the children of the White House. Joe Biden was asking the kids in the White House uh, if they have any questions for him. And one of the questions that was asked is, how many grandkids do you have? Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, how many grandkids does Joe Biden have, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it turns out that he actually has seven grandkids. Uh, one of them is Hunter Biden's child that he had out of wedlock uh, that, well, uh, Joe Biden refuses to acknowledge. The value of your political leaders is found inside of their moral fabric. And if you do not have a moral country, if you do not have moral leaders, uh, then you will have a country in collapse and decline. And so the Bidens being incapable of simply acknowledging the life of their grandchild is pretty sick. Ladies and gentlemen, worst clip I'll show you today, Joe Biden refusing to acknowledge that he has a beautiful, by the way, uh, grandchild living in Arkansas with the, uh, with the stripper that Hunter Biden had a tryst with. I have six grandchildren and I'm crazy about them. And I speak to them every single day. Not a joke. Matter of fact, I just got finished going through the calls and uh, only one of them answered the phone. Uh, but at least I got to leave a message. Oh, good. OK, got it. So where where does Biden's grandkids live? He just he just said that he loves them so much. All six of them, not the seven, not the seven. We're going to forget that. Where did your grandkids live, Joe? Take it away. 
Anybody else have any questions? Yes, baby. What do you have? Oh. My name's Amelia, and um, where are your where are your um grandsons or granddaughters? We're okay. Her name is Amelia. She wants to know where my granddaughters are. One granddaughter lives in in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. One granddaughter lives in New York. One granddaughter lives in Washington. One granddaughter lives in Wilmington, Delaware. And the other grandsons, uh, my, my grandson lives in California. I left somebody out, didn't I? Anyway, Philadelphia, Wilmington, and I did say five. You're right. So let me see. I got one in New York, two in Philadelphia. There's a three. No, three, because I got one granddaughter who is, I don't know. You're confusing me, but they're all around. Wilmington, California, New York, and Philadelphia, the cities they live in. Oh, well, okay. You missed Little Rock, Arkansas, and also you have no idea where the hell your grandkids live because you have dementia and you're a meat puppet. And you're simply being controlled with a giant stick up your backside, run by a man named Barack Obama, who said on camera to Stephen Colbert that his dream would be to be president without ever having to do the official duties. So you just put a meat puppet guy up there, guy preferably actually has dementia, and then you just run everything from behind the scenes. That's what Joe Biden is, and that's what Barack Obama is doing, and that's plainly, plainly obvious. Barack Obama still flies around the world acting like he's president. He doesn't need Air Force One. He doesn't need any of this. He doesn't need to get scrutinized for perhaps, you know, the fact that he forgot the number of grandkids that he has. Hunter Biden, by the way, may go to prison for this. Hunter Biden is ordered to appear in Arkansas court for paternity case after baby mama demanded he be thrown in jail for refusing to hand over financial records. Oh, my. So a judge, the Independence County Circuit Judge, Judge Holly Meyer, ordered Hunter Biden to attend court in person because his absence is interfering with the process of litigation. Hunter Biden is being sued. This uh, this lawsuit has the potential to actually uncover Uh, An enormous amount about the Biden's finances. You and this viewership, we've we've been growing exponentially. We're going to start sending journalists places. We're going to start sending people places to ask questions. Hunter Biden is going to have to walk into a court in Arkansas, and we're going to be there to ask a question. Trust me. Hear me on that. I've never lied to you. That is what we're going to do. Speaking of people who uh, do lie to you, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday was asked about Joe Biden getting questions in advance. We have the image of a note card here that Joe Biden got where he had the name of a reporter and the question that she was going to ask in advance. So this is dead to rights. Joe Biden has his note card of a Los Angeles Times reporter and what question she's about to ask, okay? Courtney Submaranian from the Los Angeles Times, and there's the question. So the White House is getting the question in advance. Cringe Jean Pierre was asked about this yesterday. Here's what Cringe had to say. How did the reporters decide on? So, um, 
so the way that we have moved forward uh, with this type of uh, process is that we reach out to uh, a number of reporters who uh, who were going to who we know are going to be at the press conference, uh, and that's what we did yesterday. Uh, and also, we try to be really mindful and who who has not gotten a question in a while. Uh, and uh, and so, as you know, we could only pick two reporters yesterday, so that limits our ability on how many reporters we can call on. Uh, Mary's not here, but I can say one of the reasons that we uh, we picked Mary is because she was just named uh, a chief White House correspondent for ABC and had not gotten a, a question in some time. And we picked the Los Angeles Times, uh, which has gotten a, which has not gotten a question in some time. And I want to add uh, that the fact that California has the largest South Cor uh, Korean American population in any state in the country and uh, and L.A. has the biggest population of any city in America. And LAT is the biggest daily paper serving that population. So we are mindful on who we pick and who we want to communicate out to. Oh, so we hide behind identity politics. Oh, yes, they're Koreans who read the Los Angeles Times. So that's why we had them give us the question in advance. You can see it right there. Semiconductor manufacturing, you and your administration. This is amazing how they treat Joe Biden. Truly, truly incredible. That's not the only time that Corinne Jean-Pierre had to suffer a question about the rigging, of course, of a press conference. She had another one doozy thrown her way. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get better. Do you think the president will ever make his more masks again? I hope not. I, I hope not. Um, so, look, we're in a different place than we were, as you guys all know. COVID, I mean, you guys are at the age where you had to deal with COVID pretty, pretty personally, right? I mean, probably some of you probably started school and had to wear masks. And so the president's working very hard every day to make sure that, you know, we do everything that we can to fight COVID. So I, that I can promise you, that I can promise you. And now we're all in this room not wearing masks, which is great, which is great. Okay. They're so bad. It's they're so bad at this. Donald Trump gave a speech yesterday in New Hampshire. He mocked Joe Biden needing note cards. This is, of course, peak Trump. Ridicule is a powerful weapon. Watch. Guy. Thank you, Corey. And by the way, we will take a few questions if you want after we're finished. Is that OK? So I do that early so you can think. Otherwise, if I do it right at the end, that's the better way to do it. I'll finish and then I say, any questions? OK, let's get out of here. Now you have a whole little time to think about it, but we'll take a few questions, okay? You think Biden takes questions? I don't think so. I don't think so. You saw yesterday he had the cue card. He said, call this one. This is what she's going to ask, and here's the answer. They never did that with me in the White House, I can tell you. On Tuesday, Joe Biden officially announced that he will seek four more disastrous years. So, of course, that is campaign Trump. That is the best Trump. Trump ridiculing the powerful, ridiculing the elite. That is how Trump became president in 2016 uh, against all forces. And he has even darker and more rigid forces fighting him now. Donald Trump had a brand new impression of Joe Biden that he unveiled yesterday. And we were laughing our asses off watching it go. And say, I'm running for president. Uh, where? Where am I going? Where the hell am I going? I want to get out. Oh, no, over there, over there.
There we go. Okay. My my all-time favorite was Marco Rubio with the water bottle. Mar- Donald Trump throwing the water bottle. We'll see what happens, baby. Donald Trump has changed his nickname, though. Donald Trump has taken the nickname from Hillary Clinton and applied it to Joe Biden. And something that should that is making nickname news around the globe. Watch. As you know, I've done very well against crooked Hillary Clinton. But Today, I'm going to do this, and I think this could be maybe the most important part of what I'm going to say, because uh, this is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton and her moniker, and I'm going to give her a new name, I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary, but I'm going to retire the name crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as crooked Joe Biden. You would think that Hillary would be very happy today. She'll be, I think she'll be, she's out there someplace celebrating because there's never been anyone in the history of American politics so crooked or dishonest as Joe Biden. And the press absolutely refuses to report it, all that press back there. Because frankly, they're just as crooked as he is, and they are. You're getting the vibe again. You're getting the 2016 vibe. I've told you, I've been telling you, the fight is what is needed. Politics is war. Politics is pain. Politics is bloodletting. It is actually the battles with other Republicans in 2016 that led to Trump being so sharp and so in touch with the base. The fight is good. You should desire the fight. I am so against, I'm so over Republicans. They're like, nobody fight, nobody argue. Everybody, like, everybody just needs to play nice. No, war. That's good. It's good. It's good to train. If you want big muscles, you go to the gym. You face resistance. And so it's important. And Donald Trump is on his best peak form. Of course, everyone can remember Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton because you'd be in jail. You think he would have done that if he hadn't gone through like 20 debates with Republicans blowing every single one of them out of the water? The blood sport, the fighting will be good. Embrace it. Embrace it. And ladies and gentlemen, know this. The victory will be ours in this life or the next. And there may not be justice in this life. Some, many generations actually see excruciating injustice, but our God, well, he is eternal and forever and he will be there for us and he will deliver justice. We have a just God. And that is why we end every single show, no matter how depressing or maddening the show may be. So today you can talk about crime after crime after crime after crime of the Bidens. Will they ever be charged? We don't know. We hope. But we do know this because it is the promise of our God that there will be justice in the next life. And that you can hang your hat on and that God is faithful. Lamentations 325, the verse of the day. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Are you waiting right now patiently? Do not give up. Do not be depressed. Do not be saddened. Wait on the Lord. Maybe you won't see the promised land in your life. You know, you don't know. I think we're living in a little bit of the promised land right now. Every generation has to fight. And every generation is promised victory if they keep their eyes on the Lord. 
Keep your eyes set steady on the Lord as you head into the weekend. Enjoy it with your family and your loved ones. And remember, that's the greatest victory there. <laughs> the greatest victory is a good life. Be happy while everyone else attacking you is miserable. Then you win. And that's the way to go into the weekend. Have a blessed one with your families. God, family, country. Align your life like that and you'll be good. It's your boy, Benny. We'll see ya.